Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. Cars and bicycles coexisting on Buffalo roadways. The city of Buffalo is pretty lawless when it comes to driving. I mean, uh... You know, people are regularly speeding, rolling stop signs. One bicyclist is one less parking spot that you're having to fight for as you're coming to downtown Buffalo. Uh, Up until a few years ago, I was more of a recreational cyclist, occasionally riding for work purposes. Um, Now it's my primary vehicle. Lots to hear about here as Buffalo works to make itself a more bike-friendly city and bicyclists try to work toward a peaceful coexistence with drivers on the roads. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated, skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. Go Bike Buffalo on Wednesday announcing a new partnership which will help maintain bicycle lanes in the city of Buffalo. The partnership, including a new one with the City of Buffalo and a private partnership with Rigidized Metals. In collaboration with one another, bicycle markings in the city will be repainted after it was worn due to weather. You can see it all at WBEN.com. The way we look at it is about, you know, current bicyclists and about the future of Buffalo. About 2,000 people are riding bicycles in Buffalo, and city engineer Mike Finn is taking note. Uh, we see Buffalo as a, as a growing city, and that's something that we've heard of, um, all across. And um, one of the things that, that we like to do is make sure that we're building out the bicycle facilities across the city so that as the city grows, we're able to not increase the traffic capabilities of the roadways that are much more expensive than just bicycle facilities. So a good way that we'd like for everyone to think of it is, One bicyclist is one less parking spot that you're having to fight for as you're coming to downtown Buffalo, and that's for the people who really don't have the option to bicycle. So for us, it's really about adding options for our transportation network for all the users. How many miles of bike lanes have been added in the city in just the last few years? Uh, In just Well, we're up to 112 uh, miles of bike facilities across the city, and we're looking to get to 150 by the end of this year. Uh, and then up to 300 uh, within the next uh, five years, according with our, our bike facility master plan. Uh, I, I would say within the past uh, three to five years, we've really ramped that up and added uh, uh, at, at least 10 per year uh, per the Mayor Brown's commitment uh, to adding bike facilities across the city. How does Buffalo differ from you know some of these cities we hear mentioned all the time, uh, a Portland or a place like that where you hear about people riding their bikes everywhere. What are some of the challenges in making Buffalo a little more bike friendly? Well, I think some of the some of the challenges is uh, you know specifically when you talk about cities like Portland. Uh, Buffalo was founded in the early to mid 1800s, and it was designed at that time even before cars were existing. Uh, Portland was developed uh, certainly later in, in the history of, of America and. Uh, Portland was specifically laid out in, in like a traffic engineer's dream. All the blocks are the are equal, and it, it's much easier to manage traffic. 
Uh, so some of the challenges we, we face are really about the historic legacy of the city. And, uh, you know, we have a lot, you know, we're relying on technology now to make sure that we balance uh, everything that's uh, that's going on and all the challenges that we face. Mike, are bikers and, and drivers, too, for that matter, are they, do you think, fully aware of the, the rules of the road? Well, that's a, the education is a really important component that we are, are stressing both ourselves and with partners like Go Bike Buffalo uh, and, and NITEC. Uh, you know, we, we certainly feel that, you know, there, there's a lot of people who do have a full understanding of the, the rules of the road, both motorists and bicyclists, but, you know, there's, there's still a, a lot to be learned uh, on both sides as, as, as riders who, you know, are picking up bicycles for the first time. Maybe it's, you know, older adults who, are, who haven't ridden in a long time and are getting back into it. You know, there's certainly some, you know, refresher education that, that could that could be uh, occurring. And it's the same for motorists, too. As, as more bicyclists are on the road, uh, there, there should be an awareness, uh, and, and people should take a little, you know, pay more attention and, you know, see and be seen, you know, to make sure that, that they're accounting for uh, the bicyclists that are out there. Yeah, like, for example, uh, we've heard from people today who didn't know that you're not supposed to ride your bike on the sidewalk. And I was talking earlier on of how I was always told as a kid to – ride against traffic so you can better see the cars that's not what you're supposed to do either yeah that's both of those are correct and in buffalo our law is uh if you're under or if you're, if you're over the age of 14 you should not be riding on the sidewalk you should be in riding on the street with with the flow of traffic i, I think some of the confusion is that if you're walking on a street um, and, and this is more in rural areas where sidewalks don't exist you should be walking with the flow of traffic, but bicycling should be done with the flow of traffic following the rules of the road. And can bicyclists be given tickets like a driver? Oh, certainly, certainly. That's, they, they are obligated to follow the rules of the road. You know, a bicyclist can be given a ticket for, for running a red light or a stop sign, just like a, a driver can be. What's maybe the next big change in Buffalo? Is it just simply more bike lanes, or uh, is there something else that's really going to catch drivers' eyes when it comes to adding bikes to the road? Yeah, our, our next big improvement that, that we're really looking forward to is uh, going to be on, on Niagara Street uh, between Hampshire, which is right around the Peace Bridge, and Ontario Street where we're going to be installing what's called a cycle track. And uh, a cycle track is really, and it's very similar to improvements we've done on Ohio Street where there's a shared use path offset from the roadway so that we're, we're separating the, the bicyclists and pedestrians from the motorists. The only difference with the cycle track is it's within the roadway but separated by an island. And uh, we're going to be starting that work uh, this, this fall and building that throughout uh, next year. Separated by an island so to keep them keep them safer exactly yeah they're they're physically separated and and those are built out to to really uh, try to attract those uh, cyclists who aren't maybe as as strong and fearless as some of the cyclists we've been seeing over the years you know the, the ones who will ride on on roads in traffic uh, th- those are really uh, you know to attract people who are just kind of who are interested in maybe getting out and doing a more recreational ride you know, they'll be physically separated from traffic, so it's, it's much safer and it feels more comfortable than riding with traffic. The city of Buffalo is re- pretty lawless when it comes to driving. I mean, uh, you know, people are regularly speeding, rolling stop signs. That's the voice of Seamus Gallivan with Slow Roll Buffalo. He's a bicycle enthusiast, both for recreation but also transportation. Uh, up until a few years ago, I was more of a recreational cyclist, occasionally 
riding for work purposes. Um, now it's my primary vehicle. Um, so uh, I've certainly undergone a great change. I've, um, my my car gets pretty lonely, uh, and uh, sometimes I go a month or two. Actually, I usually go one to two months. Really, with it between wow. filling how, the tank. How is that? I think a lot of people are wondering how is that possible in Buffalo. You know, yeah. as, as much as we talk about Buffalo getting more bike friendly. Buffalo and Western New York just doesn't seem like the type of place you can bike from place to place everywhere you need to be. It it is though because I mean the the one of the main reasons why uh, the the founders of Slow Roll in Detroit saw Buffalo as a good city to expand to uh, is there's so much in common first of all you know with Buffalo and Detroit and, and but one of those things that uh, to your point is that it's flat so um, if if you have the time. I can ride. So I, I live in the hydraulics, a.k.a. Larkinville. Um, I, I can get to the other side of town, Riverside, uh, Black Rock, in, you know, half hour. Um, so, yeah, it would be 10 to 15 minutes in a car, um, but maybe 30 to 40 minutes uh, on a bike. Buffalo's flat. It's easy to get around. Uh, I know what, what y'all have been talking about a lot this morning. We appreciate it is um, it's it's easy to navigate. I mean, this, the streets were uh, created on a radial grid, like a like a a, a tire like a with wheel. spokes, yeah. like a wheel. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, from Niagara Square going out. Um, so it's easy to navigate. Um, it is difficult uh, to navigate reckless cars, and and it it goes. I'm sure you're talking about this a lot. It goes both ways. You know, there are reckless cyclists as well, um, but. Um, I hope everyone who's in this conversation is is being frank about the fact that um, the city of Buffalo is pretty lawless when it comes to driving. I mean, uh, you know, people are regularly speeding, rolling stop signs. Um, so uh, it, it can be tough. And every time I get on my bike to ride around town, I, I do it with the understanding that it's possible um, that one of the many, you know, 2,000-pound machines around me uh, could kill me. And so um, it's about uh, communication and courtesy, really, are the two things that I over-communicate with drivers. Um, and, with uh, hand signals, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Hand, and not only the basic hand signals that we all learn when we take our driver's test, and we can talk more about that, about how there should be more uh, uh, education about sharing the road right starting there with driver's tests and, and even when uh, kids are learning how to ride bikes, which is something we do with Go Bike Buffalo. We're teaching kids how to ride bikes uh, all year round. Um, but um, I over-communicate. So if I'm, at a, if, if I'm approaching an intersection or even if I feel a car coming behind me, I'm looking to make eye contact with that driver. Um, and um, let's say I've got the right of way and somebody's waiting to turn and I'm going through and they could have jumped it. But they were courteous enough to to let me with my momentum go through, even though I'm slower than them on a bike. I wave and say thank you. If I'm at a red light and a car comes up behind, the first thing I look for is are they, do they have their turn signal? And uh, and if they're if I'm in the right lane, which I should be, and they're turning, and they put that signal on that they're turning, I get out of the way. And usually there's a friendly wave there. It's you know these are kind of basic things that are often overlooked. I mean, how often do you see someone pulled over in the city of Buffalo for a traffic violation? It's, uh, it's with, without that enforcement, um, uh, people kind of make their own rules. Um, and so um, 
So as we were saying before, there's there's speeding, there's rolling stop signs and red lights um, on a regular basis, um, and it's unsafe. Um, and and so it, it uh, we all have to do better uh, collectively. Um, and as it pertains uh, to sharing the road, it, it definitely makes things uh, more dangerous for the cyclist. Some people say, well, you should be on the sidewalk. Get off the road. You can't be on the sidewalk in the city. Right? That's correct. That's a, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of the law. The the law is uh, if you are 14 or up, you should be in the street. Um, so, I mean, but I know you were talking with Justin Booth from Go Bike about this, of saying, like, uh, it's hard to tell someone who is fearing for their life on their bike, get in the street. And mm-hmm. if they want to be on the sidewalk, you know, um, so I, it's hard to blame them because we know what happens. We, with, you know, the, uh, the, the blotter is, is littered with, uh, with, uh, crashes. And so, um, what, what I do my best to do, as we were saying again, is, is to, is communication and courtesy, to over communicate, um, and making that eye contact with other vehicles. And like bikes are vehicles too. We are legally entitled to the road. Um, so, um, now there's, of course, we are also obligated to follow those laws and, um, and there's one that we'd like to advocate for, uh, that we call the Idaho stop, uh, in the state of Idaho, a cyclist can go through a stop sign, uh, if, if they deem it to be clear. I, I think that's a pretty, uh, contentious point with a lot of drivers mm-hmm. and, uh, maybe Definitely. bicyclists uh, as well. Absolutely. I mean, when I get up to an intersection, it's about situational awareness, and if if that intersection is clear, I'm I'm analyzing that at every point of that intersection. Um, and and you know, I, unlike a car where you are powered uh, by an engine, you know, I am my engine. And uh, and if I if I, that thing is clear, I'm gonna go. And uh, and okay, yeah. So that's not a law in the state of New York. Well, it ought to be. It is a it is law in other states. Um, so we would like to change that. Um, now I can't change what goes on in someone's head. Um, but what I can do is, uh, be attentive and communicate to know that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna roll it if there's a car or another bike coming or if that person has their turn signal on. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna defer. That's a, that's a bigger, faster vehicle. Um, so it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's something that, I think we we have a lot of advocacy and education to do collectively. So keep your eyes out, folks, and know the rules of the road on both sides of the bike lane. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.